0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, Hosted by E.J. Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. The nuggets are the number one season in the West and four and a half games up on the King for first place, but they just snapped a four game losing streak. And it wasn't necessarily the most impressive way to snap losing streak. They kind of squeaked by the uh, Detroit Pistons last night on the road. Thursday night is when those two teams played some of the teams that they lost to during this losing streak included the Raptors, the Spurs, and the Bulls, all teams not within the top eight teams in their, uh, uh, you know, conference the Bulls and Spurs right now, not even in the in the playing tournament. So Nuggets have kind of let go of the rope here. So should be interesting to see what they do in New York. Uh the, the Knicks have obviously not played since Tuesday's win over the Blazers, which wrapped a West Coast trip in which the Knicks finished two and two. Uh, the last time these two teams played was November 16th, when the Niggets, the Knicks uh beat the Nuggets uh 106, uh in uh, 103 in Denver. But that came uh with Jokic not playing in that one. One of the favorites to win the mvp again this season important news from the knicks jalen brunson uh, fully participated in practice and usually that is a great sign for him to get out there on the court and actually play so jalen brunson very well should be in the lineup on saturday for the knicks as they return from this west coast trip so great news there uh tommy just on that front how does jalen brunson's potential return change things for the knicks as they get into the stretch run
0: well, yeah, just just to clarify. So uh, Tibbs said he, uh, um, Brunson, participated in practice fully, went through everything the team did, but they are listening him as questionable and they're waiting to see how he responds mm-hmm. to Friday's practice before making any firm right. decisions on Saturday. Um, so it's, it's obviously trending in the right direction. The fact that he got back on the court and practiced fully is a terrific sign um, that there's not something lingering. Now you just have to hope. Um, that he gets through it all okay. There's no reoccurrence of the injury. We saw him come back um, after initially yeah. playing a half and then then having to go back out for another three games. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Tibbs has to say pregame. Um, Saturday, 1 o'clock start, by the way, for you guys. Uh, just keep in mind, the uh, afternoon start. Um, I wouldn't be shocked even if he tells them he feels – great and close to 100%, even if they keep him out for another game, um, they don't play again till Monday. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't stun me um, again. Um, you know, that, that's something that, um, and I wrote about it Thursday is, I think one of the prior, they, the Knicks and Tib should prioritize kind of scaling down the minutes for Randall, Brunson, some of the some of the other starters. Um, in terms of total minutes played, the Knicks have five of the top 40 players in terms of total minutes. Um, you know, we've talked about Grimes. He has played less than 1,000 minutes each of his three college seasons, less than 700 minutes last season. He's up over 1,750 this year. Um, Randall, we know, leads the league in minutes, leads the league in minutes for the past four seasons combined. Um, Brunson coming back from an injury. Um, all that said, I would prefer... Um, even if Brunson does return, certainly ease him back into the into back into the mix. And even after he plays a few games from now until the end of the regular season, I believe there's 11 games left, about three weeks left of the regular season. I'd prefer, ideally, I think, you know, Brunson should be around the 30 minute mark. Um, expand the rotation from nine to ten. Get mm-hmm. McBride his 10, 12, 14 minutes a night. Um, you scale, uh, Randall back from 35 to say 32 minutes, give those, you know, extra three or four minutes to Obi, um, who's playing well and, and kind of excelling alongside, um, uh, Josh Hart and, and I heart, uh, he's getting a lot of buckets in transition that they, they seem to be forming a nice little chemistry, um, yeah. you know, maybe limit uh, Grimes's you know, playing time a bit. Um, so those are things I think they should keep in big picture, um, and, and related directly to, to Brunson, even if, and when he's cleared fully and returns to action. I'd like to see his minutes scaled back a little bit.
1: Yeah, actually, I think it's an interesting point about expanding to 10, because one of the things we didn't get to do, though it was on our rundown on the last episode, was, you know, should they expand to 10? Did did McBride, you know, earn his way back into the rotation? I mean, he plays and playing so well. And, you know, you're at this point in the season where you are trying to keep guys fresh. I do think it, it is something that Knicks should definitely consider. Especially if, uh, you know, McBride continue to keep shooting the ball the way they are. Knicks are in a little bit of a weird position because of the standings, which we'll get to in a moment. Because everything is so tight, I do think when it comes to this game, uh, having Brunson is going to be huge because you got a big matchup with the Nuggets, and we know how uh, explosive Jamal Murray can be on the opposite end. Their point guard, we know how explosive the Nuggets' offense can be with with a Jokic and and Porter and and Murray. So uh, the Knicks can use all of the guys they can throw out there to match the office output of the Denver Nuggets. So Brunson uh, being able to fully participate is great news. Let's hope he can go out there, but let's hope he can go out there and not re-injure himself. You know, you don't want what happened in Sacramento where he goes out there as a spectacular first half, even though he re aggravates the foot injury and then he has to sit out for another week. Like that's not ideal. So hopefully Brunson uh, responds well to this practice. He can go out there and play and not have any issues. Moving forward, Um we mentioned the matchup with, you know, I mentioned the matchup with, with Brunson and Murray, potentially. We talk a lot about Mitchell Robinson. I mean, this is going to be a big game for him to kind of uh maybe have a big bounce back because he is going to have everything he wants and more coming from Nikola Jokic. Um, one of the favorites to win the MVP this season, the two-time reigning MVP. That is going to be crucial. Uh Mitch can't get in foul trouble. Mitch has to be able to stay on the court. Um, and he's going to have to, uh, you know, just keep Jokic at his average. You know, that's usually what you want to do. You don't want these guys going for, you know, 30, 20, and 20. These are the kind of games that Jokic is capable of. You know, he averages a triple-double. You know he's going to get his numbers. But, you know, keep it to his average. I think that gives nick a good chance to win. So, um, obviously, Mitchell's a big, important piece in this game. Of course, Isaiah Hartenstein will also be an important piece as well because he'll get plenty of time on Jokic as
0: well. And I wonder if Sims might get a few minutes, too, if Jokic gets those guys in foul trouble.
1: Especially in foul trouble, yeah.
0: You know, Um, but yeah, as far as Jokic, I'm interested to see. um, I'm assuming he'll play Saturday, but they do. That is the front end of a a back-to-back for the Nuggets. Um, They also play (laughs) in Brooklyn on Sunday. Um, Again, I assume that he'll play both those games. He's not a guy that sits out back back-to-backs regularly, but they do have a sizable lead out West. On the flip side, they've been playing terribly of late. Um, As you noted, Mike Malone has been on those guys, kind of preaching urgency and getting everybody on the right page. Um, So again, I'll be interested. I I also have uh, Jokic as my starting center on my fantasy team, so I I have a vested interest in that as well um, and and hope that he plays both games. Um, But yeah, it, 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 it remains to be seen, if he will, But that'll obviously factor into uh, you know you know I haven't heard anything that 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 he would sit out other game and he's you know hasn't he's not on the injury report as of now uh, for Saturday's contest Um, but something I guess you know just to keep in mind.
1: And it's funny when you mention the back to back situation with Jokic. I think what we've seen now in the NBA is kind of a detriment to the Knicks is that if teams come to the city and have a back to back, typically is that Nets game that's out. Yep. Uh, These players want to play at Madison Square Garden. I think the NBA wants these guys to play in these games at Madison Square Garden. So um, Jokic can end up playing uh, against the Knicks, but maybe sitting against the Nets. We've seen a couple of times guys do that. LeBron did that. LeBron LeBron and AD. uh, I think AD also did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them guys did not play in the Brooklyn game. Played in the Knicks game, and we've seen that a couple of times uh, this season and recent seasons. So. Uh, yeah, that is a, an important note because Denver does have a pre-sizable lead, and they haven't played that great, and they looked a little ragged. So maybe there will be guys sitting, but you know, odds are they'll definitely uh, go to that Nets game. We we haven't talked a lot about Nicole Jokic. You know, we started this podcast after that Knicks game uh where they played against Denver. It actually, was not too shortly uh after that that we actually did start this podcast. Knicks were going like a nine-game, eight-game losing streak right after, right as they won, right after they won that game. Um, and that's when we end up starting this pod. What do you think of Jokic's candidacy for MVP? There's been a lot of controversy around it. quite frankly. A lot of people upset that he he could be a three-time MVP. There are, of course, uh, other really great candidates. Yeah, Joel, uh, Joel Embiid's had a great season. Um, Giannis continues to have another dominant season. But Jokic is right there. I mean, do you feel like if he won, it will be legitimate in your eyes?
0: Definitely. Listen, I, I, I'm always – remain stunned by people who discredit Jokic. Because um, if you watch this guy play, listen, he's not as flashy, not as exciting as some other players. I get that. Um, you know, you talk about social media presence. He has none, um, you know, bland kind of personality um, off the floor. But in terms of vision, I mean, the guy is a ge- literal genius, um, one of the pe- best – probably the best passer on the planet um, and and one of the best passing big men um, I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, you know, controls the game, um, you know, just – in, in such a dominant fashion on the offensive end is a better defender than people give him credit for His um, defensive metrics are always exceed kind of the eye test. Um, but uh, you know, listen, I understand there's voter fatigue, um, you know, having a guy, you know, just to become just the third player in NBA history to win three consecutive MVPs. You don't think it'd be a guy like Jokic, um, but I don't know if that's a reason not to vote for him. You know, all you have to do is be the best player, um, you know, the, the, or should I say more importantly, the most valuable player in the sport, the <laughs> cat um, that particular year. And I think he's done that the last two seasons. You could certainly make a case um, as you can this year for Embiid, Endor, Giannis. Um, I'm, you know, same with all-star voting. I never get too tied up into, you know, and I never get too worked up because there's so many personalities involved. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the Shaq not winning unanimous MVP. I think it just, all these things, you know, it's, it's like the the baseball hall of fame where, um, you know, uh, Jeter didn't get unanimous votes and, you know, other players have, have not been unanimous voted unanimously just because they didn't want him to get nobody had done before. Um, there's politics and all that nonsense involved. Um, so I try not, I try to kind of ignore the discourse um, and to his credit, Jokic, I think has done the same, um, but in terms of impact, in terms of quality of player, um, Jokic is that good.
1: Yeah. Jokic second in the league in rebounding fourth in the league in, in assist as a, you know, center. Um, yes. Up there among the the highest field goal percentages in the NBA. I mean, Jokic is a, a stud, and I think a lot of the a lot of the, the the backlash to Jokic potentially getting third MVP is the fact that there hasn't been a championship run for the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think is the fact that there this is a guy that I think just a lot of people don't watch. I don't think the Nuggets are a team that uh, a lot of people really uh, clamor to see. Though I think if you you know, sit down and watch them. They're actually a really fun team to watch. I mean, they play a beautiful brand of basketball and and Jokic, the way he's able to just dissect the defense is uh, surgical. So I I think some of that just kind of, honestly, a a lot of people not really understanding what he brings to the table. A lot of people not actually watching what Denver is doing, but I think he definitely has a case to be the MVP for sure. I think if I was voting, I think this I would have voted for Giannis this year. I would have voted from last year as well, but I mean, he's deserving for sure. I mean, that's a Denver Nuggets team that a lot of people wouldn't have had as number one seed coming into this season and they have pretty much run roughshod through the entire western conference and for Jokic to be uh point one assist away from being a guy who averages triple double is still ridiculous i know maybe we get to tied to it because russell westbrook did it though when he did it it was spectacular as well and that's why he got an mvp for a center to do what Jokic is doing um and then to do it at such high efficiency and what we what he's bringing to the opposite table as a scorer I mean, he's he's an absolute killer, and 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 if he's an MVP and he's the third one in a row,
0: I would have no problem with it. Uh, totally, and, I, the, 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 and just the effect the of what does MVP mean, you know? Because to right. me, Giannis is the best player on the planet. He was the best right. player on the planet last year. He was the best player on the planet the year before. Um, but the Bucks and, and Boonhoser play him 32 minutes a night you know if Giannis played 37 35 minutes let alone 37 um he'd averaged you know just a mind-boggling numbers you know yeah. 33 you know 16 and 7 some long road lines <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a couple blocks again, you know, he has he's played less than 33 minutes each of the last three years. Um, you know, because you know, that that's the, the, the Bucks have one, they have the ability to, um, you know, they, they have the depth and the talent around them to win games with him playing that little. Um, and they can prioritize championships because they've already won one. Um, so they can look big picture, etc. Where teams like the Knicks and Randall and, and Tibbs in particular may not necessarily have um, that benefit. Um, but that being said, so you know, per 38. Um, but, yeah, to your point, if, when the, when the, when Jokic is off the floor, the plus-minus rating is incredible. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's impossible to overstate how much he means to that team.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's what we have to keep in mind, that one, it is a most valuable player award, and two, that it is a uh, regular season award. So yes. this yes. Yes. concept yes. of, oh, you didn't win a championship, but what are they going to do in the playoffs? Quite frankly, that's irrelevant. Exactly. Um, we are judging guys based on how the regular season has gone. And look, I think that Joel Embiid and Giannis have great case of MVP. Joel Embiid's leading the league in scoring. His yep. last five games he has been on a tear, 36, 34, 39, 39, and 42. Those are the point totals he put up, all wins for the Philadelphia 76ers. He has a great case as well. But I think some of the nonsense uh, that, that goes outside the purview of the award and what it means in terms of trying to make a case against Jokic you don't need to do that. You got guys that are putting up the numbers and have yeah. the, the stack and have the, they're certified. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like Joel Embiid is an absolute beast as well. So, all these guys would be uh, oh, oh, we're deserving, but Jokic is just right up there
0: with them. Of course, that's actually why I think there's and and because of that, I wonder if that will factor into the Nuggets' decision to have him play in both ends of the back-to-back. You know, because this thing yeah. looks like it's going to get out to the wire. If the Nuggets go into the end of regular season, you know, uh, under 500 for the last 16 games, or whatever the case might be, and the and the and the Sixers uh, finish the year, you know, on a 17 and two run, something along those lines, that may decide the balance of power. Or if the Bucks, you know, um, continue you, know, you know, win and play well, you know, that, that may factor as well.
1: Knicks, Nuggets MSG 1 p.m. star Saturday it should be a good one at the garden. So